Kim Schmidt, Executive Editor of Farm Equipment. Welcome to Farm Equipment's Used Equipment Remarketing Roadmaps podcast. In this episode, host Casey Seymour of Moving Iron LLC talks with regular guest Aaron Fintel of 21st Century Equipment. Before we head over to Casey, I want to thank our sponsor, Volvo Penta. With a perfect combination of strength and versatility, Volvo Penta engines supply industrial operations with durable and reliable performance. To learn more, visit www.volvopenta.com. And if this is your first time listening, you can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, the Google Play Store, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, or TuneIn Radio. By subscribing, you're alerted when each new episode is released. Okay, let's get things going. Here's Casey and Aaron talking about used shortline equipment, including tillage tools, grain cards, headers, and more. Well, Aaron Fiddle's with me again. <laughs> and Aaron and I have been bantering around what we should talk about this week. And lively banter. Lively banter. And the one thing that we don't talk about very often, but we should talk about more, is support equipment, whether that's grain carts, seed tenders, augers, fertilizer, fertilizer thing, whatever, you know, all kinds of fun stuff out there. We don't talk about it near enough. Trucks and trailers. Trucks and trailers, all those fun things. Any big rig. So one thing that we do, I think we're going to spend a little time on that just because of where we're at right now in the season that we're in, right? So... No matter where you're at right now, you're, we are in the throws of corn harvest. Throws, yeah. Soybean harvest and um, probably some milo out there getting getting cut. There's probably some... Sunflowers. Sunflowers. Beans uh, are done, pretty much. Beans. Some, no, there's still some beans. They're yeah. dry beans. Yeah, there's see. a few dry beans out there. There's a lot of soybeans out yeah. there. A lot of soybeans. When we say beans, we're talking about dry beans. Yeah, pintos yeah. and northerns. Yeah, we, kidneys. we don't. There's a few. There's a handful of soybeans out here where we're at. But when we say beans, we're not talking about like Iowa, Illinois beans. Right. We're talking edible beans. So keep that in mind as a glossary of terms for the uh, for the podcast. <laughs> so. That's, so, okay, so here we are in the situation that we're in where there are limited number of machines with engines, right? Whether it's tractors, combines, choppers. At this point, there's a limited number of scoop shovels and gloves well, also. That's, that's true. Very true. So the one thing that has picked up pace quite a bit <clears throat> and something we did anticipate seeing happen just because of what it is, some of the last things to get updated are tillage equipment, support equipment, and to some extent, like combine heads. Right. right. Those three things are typically your last things to get kind of updated. And the reason for that is, you know, for a few dollars, you can really, you don't really need to update it. Right? I mean, there's not like, you got a few wear parts that are going to wear out, you know, augers and those kind of things. You got some bearings here and there, but it's not like you're going to strip down your grain cart, retin it, and then you know right. put it back in the field, right? right. It, doesn't, it doesn't need that. I mean, you're going to look at your augers. You're going to look at your your augers, gearbox bearings. Yeah. And those that right augers, auger housing, gearbox bearings, those kind of things. And that's really all you're taking a look at, unless it's really damn old. Unless it's really damn old. Now, I have seen now. some grain carts that would be capable of only augering grapefruits. True. And even then, it does would, happen. You'd see some. You'd see some falling through the bottom. <laughs> right. Uh, There'd definitely be juice flowing. Yep. So. One of the things that we look at right now from a, from a uh, short line perspective, there was from 2012, 13, 14, you, know, you had a lot of new short lines getting sold because people had money, right? Right. So 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Kind of um, like in 19, you could yeah. probably buy a lot of new. Right, 15. 15 or 16 <laughs> grain cards. Exactly. Yeah, so you had, you had all of that going for you. So right now, 
a lot of that stuff's been cleared out, right? You know, so you got some older grain carts that have been cleared out. You've got some older, you know, uh, augers, you know, whether, you know, whatever, whoever makes them, Westfield, whoever, whoever's making those, those augers, you got a lot of that stuff cleared out. But now what you're getting from that too, is now you're starting to see some of those, those used pieces come back in, right? Right. Used grain carts. So some of your used grain carts that are coming in are um, stuff that was bought new in 2015, right? And they've got two or three seasons on them because it was the, Seventeen or eighteen, right year that they bought the fifteen. Right, right. so it's got two or three years on the scene. Now they're updating it to maybe they're getting a bigger cart. They're going for well, that's for a grain cart. That's pretty good timing. Oh sure, you know, depending on acres, bushels, yeah. all that kind of shit. But four years, five years, yeah. right on. No, yeah, and so these people too, they're going from a thousand bushel cart to a twelve hundred bushel cart or thirteen hundred bushel cart. Some guys jump to fifteen hundred bushel cart. You know, it just depends on what they're doing. In their in their overall, some uh, guys are going to a rail car on tracks. Some people are doing that. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. But as you sit back and look at, at this whole spectrum of things, the one thing that is, I think that we can see happen through the end of the year is that the short line manufacturers, not that they aren't saddled with the same problems that the main line manufacturers are, but it's a different kind of problem. Right? right. They're not waiting on. You know, chips. They're not waiting on this. They're just, you know, they're looking at steel and rubber, and they're looking at you know, which are labor. both a dumpster fire. But getting a coil of steel in, right, is probably easier than getting a microchip in. Yeah, at this, point. which is batshit crazy, but that's the world we live in. Yeah. Now, granted, by the time he orders mm-hmm. that steel, and then you wake up the next day, it got higher. Right. And then by the time that coil's done, it got higher. Yeah. And then as soon as they set it on that truck, it got higher. Right. So what you order and what shows up yep. might be two, five, three times what it started at. Five price increases later. But you later. can get it. But you can get it. That's exactly right. So when you look at, at that perspective, to me, I think that... Which know, makes you wonder, are the majors holding out because it's not their price for chips? Like, are there chips they just won't... I th- Pony up. I think um, as much as I Or would do you think 11 billion farmers pissed off, whereas my machine would prevent that from happening? I would think the latter would prevent that. The from 11 happening. billion. As much as I like a good conspiracy theory, and you know I like conspiracy And I do. Yeah. You do. Um, yes. as much I, as I, I enjoy yours. That way I don't <laughs> have to mess with it. You do enough for both of us. I do enjoy a good conspiracy theory, but I don't think that's one of them. Because if that were the case, whoever came up with that idea probably wasn't thinking... Right, like you think they'd want to hoard the chips and not let other people get them, but instead they've they all got together and said, "Hey, guess what? Everybody pretend like there's a chip problem. Every every single one of us." I, I think them. that part. Could I, be true. I think that's ridiculous. They get together and pretend yeah. there's a problem. That's ridiculous. I don't. What else is it? It's it's a labor problem. It's a logistics problem. It's not steel from Rona. It can't be. Well, well yeah, it could is. be. Everything is. I drove yesterday. Through Alliance, uh-huh. Bridgeport, Sterling, and Sydney. Right. Okay. Did store little store visit day. Uh-huh. And while on that path, uh-huh. there is not one damn building I saw that does not have a we're hiring. We're hiring. Yeah. Why doesn't everybody get off their ass and go to work? I realize that's not directly related to this, but in the flip side it is because we have nothing to sell because people won't go to work. I think that's some of that. That's a big part if of it. If you can put this hamburger together, perhaps you can put these wheels on a disc. Yeah. And shockingly enough, 
and get way more pay for that. Well, in today's world, I watched the McDonald's the other day where they had is in Nashville. Is it like McDonald's? eighteen bucks? Eighteen man. bucks yeah. an hour, and they're going to give you five hundred dollars signs. Yes, I saw that too. Five hundred dollars <laughs> to go to McDonald's. Go to McDonald's and go to work. Damn. And not only that, underneath that, they said, we pay daily. And I asked, what does that mean? You know, well, they're just going to pay you for the day that you work because they're not for sure if you're going to come back tomorrow. Right. So they're going to give you an incentive like, I'll tell you what we're doing. If you come back tomorrow, we'll do this again. Okay. I'll give you, you know, $56 to come back tomorrow. So, I mean, I think. Kind of like the gas station here in town. Yeah. Stimulus checks every two weeks. Inquire within. Like, exactly. <laughs> That's funny. There's your check, people. Yeah. Damn it. They have, uh, so, the logistics are also a big problem. You know, like, we yeah. had, we had well, Valley. That's yeah. a shortage again. Well, yeah. So, like, Valley Transport talked to us about that, moving Iron Summit, and they were talking, like, it's not that they don't have the trucks to haul stuff with. They just don't have the drivers to right. haul those trucks. So, this But, this, conversely... Uh-huh. Segue into support equipment. He, even the semis, he said they're 18 months out. He goes, if I want a new Pete today, it's 18 months. That's Valley buying it. That's not you or me. Right. Now, most farmers don't go buy a new Class 8 truck, but they get the trade off of Valley's trade, probably. You know, Valley buys new, a big regional bull hauler, another equipment guy. Whoever buys their trades, you know, their half million, three quarter, whatever they are. And then probably after that, it goes farmer. Right. Now, there's a lot of farmers who do buy that second truck, mm-hmm. especially with current prices. But e- even the support equipment, a semi, we don't talk about semis on here. We don't directly, I mean, I'm a truck geek, but it's not our bread and butter. Mm-hmm. It affects that, though. Oh sure, everything. Everything is a direct trickle down to from. I've had it. You've got to have the new to get to the used to get to the used to get to the used. Right. right? And as things progress along this year and things move along, um, that's why I think that the support equipment thing is going to be the short line stuff is going to be more readily available, and I think there's going to be a lot more of that stuff updated. It's yeah. easier to tra- it's easier to haul because like most people, most places, most places, I'm gonna say most, you know, but if you live like where we live at, right? I haven't paid it, right? If I wanted to get a high planes. Yeah, if I wanted to get uh, a short line piece of equipment within about two or three hundred miles of where we live at, some manufacturer somewhere is oh, making yeah. something. You know what I mean? Well, you know, every or, town or we got Kansas, like a Beaver Valley or something. Yeah, like that. and every town in Kansas that has a welder, yeah, has a manufacturing plant. They do. They they do have a lot of that stuff. Get yourself a big G, for example. That's a great example. There you go. Or every damn brand of pickup, flatbed, gooseneck yeah. stock trailer, box scrapers. Yeah. Everything is made in Kansas. <laughs> big G cleaner combines. Big G is one of the single most interesting pieces of tillage and equipment. It, and how fantastic that Big G got a shout-out on the moving iron. That's true. Once upon a time, the world's biggest disc. Well, they still make the biggest disc. Well, right. They're, they're like, you have everybody else's disc over here, and then you have the Big G that is close to Big Bud would slip. Right. right with that. With that right. thing, so. Just in case you need a 60-foot disc. Why not? <laughs> and then, I'll tell you what, within like a... I'm trying to build tram lines. I need a 60-foot disc and yeah. a 60-foot field cultivator in my 24-row-30 exact emerge. Yep. 
Tram lines. If you ever get a chance to go by the world headquarters for, for Big G, if I remember right, there's a Chevy dealership, and across the street is is the Big G welding mm-hmm. shop, and that's what it looks like. It looks right. like a welding shop, and there'll be you know, the doors will be open. You see sparks flying and everything else, and on the other side, there's one that rolled through the other side, and they're done. It is a massive hunk of metal. It's still dark green. It's still dark green. Nice. And I tell you, within a... God, one of them on a Steiger would be ugly, wouldn't it? Yeah. It'd be a different two two kind of crazy greens together. Mm -hmm. But they have a... It's a a very interesting thing to go look at. And the people that use them in that that area, swear swear by them. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I've looked at a few on trade, and I had... Couldn't find them anywhere to have a comparable. Right. And when you have to call the manufacturer, it's like, we think something like this is worth used. That's a bad place to start. 50 cents yeah. off of what it was new? That's a that's a, <laughs> that's a, that's a bad start to, to going down that path. But uniquely enough, I believe those kind of machines are going to be a lot more that kind of stuff is well, going to be up yeah. because that's what's And amazing. we've seen a lot this paying attention to sales coming through right. the last week. Seed tenders, yeah, saddle tanks, mm-hmm. you know, just like yeah, seed tenders. Okay, seed tenders. Was the last right time, and left. When was the last time someone thought about you know what I'm gonna update my seed tender right. in the middle of harvest? Right, right. Seed tenders like the thing the guys like ooh probably should think about getting a seed tender for planting season two weeks before I go to the field. You know what he's doing? He's out there picking corn right now, mm-hmm. and he's like, okay, that tractor, my 21 will get here in 23. My combine, hopefully by next year, his planner got completely like order bank closed, didn't get built. I guess we're running the old one. He's on down to like number 19 on his list, and that's the seed tender. Yep. We're here to help. Yes. Yeah, Rush out. We got some Tecumsehs. Yeah. We got a whole pallet of Tecumsehs on the way. Now, when you had those Briggs and Stratton's back there, I'll keep one. Can you just put a hydraulic motor on that? <laughs> Turn that off my PTO. Is that possible? <laughs> but yeah, they've got. So, not only that, too, but if you take a look at short line tillage manufacturers. Yeah. That's Which again. that's that's like the number one short line. Sure, sure. You got you got your Landalls, you got your Dagelmans, you got your Sunflower. Sunflower. Well, uh, trying whatever. to think about you know Coon Kraus. Coon Kraus. Those, but there's still that's a that's a Coon product. So I mean, there's a yeah, but that's still a short line. Yeah, true. And then you've got can you buy a Coon Kraus tractor? No, you can't. nope. Short line, but. With that being said, I think those those kind of things are going to see a little more speed. Great Plains. That's um, Kubota, though. Kubota, yeah. yeah. Sort of. I mean, it's Kubota owns it, but they still have the Great Plains name. Yeah, they're still... I think they're still, like, Great Plains, Great Plains. Yeah. They're yeah. just not... Yeah. And the Applequist family. Like the, the uh, Land Pride. Right. That stuff's got more orange. Yeah. As, oh, yeah. As, I think more. that's kind of what they were after, yeah. more so than, hey, let's get that 40-foot air seater behind our nemesis. Well, I mean, if you go back and look at that, though, that's that's some of Kubota's path that they're trying to lay there right. into that large egg. Into large egg, hence the teaming up with Versatile. So, I, you know, you look at Kubota and what they are doing. I wonder what it looks like. Which Versatile did to start with, right? with Farm King. Because that Farm King is a hodgepodge of different brands. Right. All brought into one pot and yeah. stickered. Kind of makes you wonder what what they're going to do, right? I mean, like obviously R and D isn't something they're going to go out and like R and D their own combine, R and D their own 
for I mean, they might be. I mean, who knows what I'm, I mean? I don't know anything, but I'm just saying it just like makes more sense that you think if you're going to make that big jump into right. that in that marketplace that you're going to go find that that strategic partner that already has all that stuff, and you're going to go stroke that check. Now, Wait, it's, a little bit is that what they're doing with Versatile? Maybe a little bit, a little bit. Because so you, you can get an orange and black Delta track someday, someday, and they do have that that Russell combine. Bash. <laughs> combine that was the buy rotor baby then you have a choice singles or duels that's your, that's your options correct that's your options right correct there. at least you can't put a spreader on it well yeah well how do you think that's, your, that's, the, thing, that's the only way it comes <laughs> <laughs> just you know in Russia they only cut wheat so that's that's kind of how that works beans yeah beans too I guess but yeah We'll get back to Casey and Aaron in a moment, but first I wanted to pause to thank our sponsor, Volvo Penta. To learn more, visit www.volvopenta.com. I also wanted to invite you to join us for the next Precision Farming Dealer Summit in early January in Louisville. To learn more and to register, visit www.precisionfarmingdealersummit.com. Now back to Casey and Aaron as they continue their discussion, talking about how some of the supply chain issues are impacting other brands, including Case IH and New Holland, and how the two share common parts. But it kind of makes you think that, like, I'll pick on CNH for example. For example, why not? How long is the N going to stay in, or the N and the H? Right. How long is the N and the H going to stay in CNH? I mean, yeah. is that is that a possibility for them to say, you know what, we'll, we're going to, you know, uh, okay, in. shortage NH, CNH, uh-huh. the back part, the money in the family, but not the popular kids. I have heard from a good friend who's a blue man, dealer, we have seen nothing compared to what they're dealing with. Oh, I Because you think about it, same combines, same tractors, Uh, 70% commonality on the same line. From what I gather, not a lot of care given to the blue paint. Let's get the red ones out. Which makes sense when you're looking at market market share. Right. But to your point... Is a situation like this, I could see the two combines because they're going to, that, the twin rotors are gravy, right? That's their bread and butter. That's what they adore. Axial flow ain't going anywhere. So is it going to be a situation like this where it makes them stop and think, let's get rid of the blue. Let's just build a tractor. How cool would it be, by the way, if it was purple, red and blue? Yeah. Or you go... (laughs) You could see somebody. It wasn't like, me who said, "Let's not talk about shortages today." Yeah, it was you. It actually, was. You brought that up. Now that welcome to my life. Ironically, a company like McCormick, I think, would have a very McCormick is one of those companies I think that could because they actually they bought when the CNH thing happened. They actually got the actual. I think it was the case. They did. Yes. yes. I went over that. So the under 150 horse, because that's back, that used to be the break, you know, like the 7430 on down. Yeah. The everything smaller than a Magnum, red was blue, blue was red. Yeah. The Genesis, New Holland's own tractor, versatile, Mm -hmm. and the small reds, Mm -hmm. McCormick. Right. Stayed in the same factory and everything. McCormick just, yeah, we'll take it. Yeah. So yeah. now, okay, do they get the big blue ones? If that would happen, mm-hmm. it might not ever happen. But do they? Or does the little German white, green, orange decide, eh, let's get in the row crop tractor market? They already have a row crop tractor. They have the, uh, 
Axion line. Okay. Of tractors. A regular row crop tractor. Did I? I didn't know I needed to say that. I didn't want to throw <laughs> darts at them, but, but they have they have they have their own. They already have a whole. Line that's there, like right? saying the two plus two international is a regular row crop tractor. <laughs> <laughs> that's shit. That's what they're gonna run with, though. That's JCB fast track. Hell yeah, that's a regular row crop tractor. But you know, it, say that would happen, that it's gonna go somewhere. The only real thing that would ever stop this from happening would be if. For example, let's take for example, take the New Holland thing. Case would have to be case IH, you know, C and H would have to be like strategically. It makes sense for us to do this because the capital that we gain from this is going to we're going to reinvest it into our company because we're you know we're going bankrupt or whatever. Or you know what we're going to take this capital, we're going to take this capital, reinvest it in our business, and we're going to you know take this however many hundreds of millions of dollars they get for this or billions of dollars to get for that and we're going to put on a whole technology wing to this company like we've never seen before and we're going to make this investment and run from what I read on social media that would be wise on their part or what they might do is throw a bunch of money at their de- <laughs> dealers and say go get them that could be too that could be a two but that I, happens but from a that sh- happens for every color sure so that'd be sure oh, we got we got rid of our blue tractors and now we got 70% market share yeah Buying business. Yeah, I don't know. I, the, the, the fundamental issue there, I think that would be... Maybe they go full autonomy, huh? Yeah, they could, but the, the big lagger there that would, that would stop any of this from happening is why would, we, why would we allow Kubota to become a player now? Right, exactly. Right? So that's why none of this is ever going to happen. You're keeping it in the boys' club right now. Yeah. Right now, they're going to be like, none of that's ever going to happen. I don't, I don't foresee anything like that ever happening. Right. Now, I can see them saying, like, okay, versatile. We've got the tractors over here. We've got the big, we got the higher horsepower full drives. We've got the row crop tractors. And all we need now is, uh, is, a, is a hay and forge line. And we're going to go look at Crone. Who? Who says that? Co- co- like, like Kubota. They already have their own hay stuff. Big square balers, <laughs> choppers. <laughs> right. <laughs> not, not three by three roundhouse. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I get it. it. They could piecemeal a lot of things together with that. I mean, they could take a look at like oh hell like yeah, nitro you do it on your farm, right? Yeah, I mean, you could take very like, rarely is a guy one solid color, right? Who, who makes who makes the new home? Is it nitro or is it Miller? Miller. You could say uh, you could go down a path with with okay, they go get like nitro, which is virtually the same thing. Same thing, but there's you know, or you could get like a Apache or something like that. You know, we could take those things like that, and you can start piecemealing these these one-off, almost like a short lines type. You could deal, and you could and you could build this this thing around. We that. could have <clears throat> Bezos machine. That's what Agco did. Yeah, that's all Agco is. <laughs> yeah, this I mean, one, this one, this one, this one. Oh, we don't need white. Yeah. We don't need Alice. Yeah. They're gone. Yeah. They're gone forever. Lots yeah. of big giant tears here that there's no more orange tractors yeah. made in America. But that's what happened. Yeah. I, I it took them, 20, what, 10 years of building three colors of tractor, then they added a fourth, and then they went to two. Now they're down to one. And now they're back to three. But but ACO has made a has made a hard a hard correction towards Making Fint their their absolutely flagship, absolutely. Get the the new idea combine, and and that's their that is their. I mean, publicly, that is their their path, their direction. The ideal combine, the Vario tractor, Mm -hmm. the momentum planner. Yeah, 
That is A++. Right. Okay. Can't quite swing that. We have Massey. Right. Can't quite swing that. We have Glitter. So I think... Sure would like one of them ideals. Well, I got this new new 2018 S98 over here. Yeah. All right. But they've got... So that's a, that's a kind of a, a weird... And, and they even went as far, because I can remember this, when I was on the red side of the fence, we were a, like a Heston, Sunflower, all the Agco, former short lines that were now Agco, we were that, but we weren't Massey Tractor, Gleaner Combine, okay? So, got to be, got, got enough bite out of that world to know what was going on. In the mid-2000s, there was land finishers rolling out of Beloit that say Massey Ferguson. There was drills that said Massey Ferguson. White planters, Massey, all over hell on them. You don't see that now. Right. I, like, like, they tried to, back then, this is our brand. Right. Like, eeny, meeny, miny, Massey. Right. Okay. <clears throat> And go with it. Yeah, you know when I was <clears throat> when I was in the Challenger style, and I worked, which that would have been about the same era. There were there were three different options that you could get. You know, you could get the Challenger combine, which was the same as the Massey combine. Right, I forgot it, about it that had, one. But all that had was different fairings, like a different right. fiberglass on it. Right. Some of the Gleaner combines were the same. The A's, the A's, which was short lived. Right. But then some of the, but then you had your traditional, um, like the F series, which yep. is a different combine. On the flip side of all that. The modern day N7. Yep. The idea behind the Challenger line was that it was going to be the premium, the high spec. Like, I remember going, like, we go bid stuff. Right. For like county. And the guy that had the Massey tractor, like, I don't even know what we tried, right? Because it was just a waste of time. Because our base spec tractor, the base spec Challenger tractor, was like a three quarter high spec Massey tractor to start with, right? So, like, instead of having every possible option I had, it just had 75% of them. They had, you know, like, Deer had the, what was that, the 6415 or whatever that was, or 6405. Oh, yeah, the Mexican-built tractors. And those were designed for governmental bid tractors, right? Right. Massey had that. Deer had that. New Holland's had it forever, you know. They've had, all those people had it. And then you had the Challenger line that was like, if you really want your guys to be comfortable in a... Whatever, here you go. This is like, you know, so you know, it was like a twenty or $30,000 per tractor. Right. Know, getting some, Even when you used all the muni programs that were out there and everything else, you just got annihilated. The one thing that ACO has done now is they've kind of, they've taken that out of the box, you know, and they've really put in it, and they're putting all their chips into the fence side of it. Yeah. And that fence side is going to be, eventually that's going to be ACO. Right. Right. I don't know that they're going to keep the, uh, you know, who knows what happens with Massey Ferguson? What that? What does that look like? You know, Globally, Massey will never ever disappear. That's why they never did. Growing up in that realm, okay, and every year that passes, you drive another half hour to get parts. That's America, but the rest of the world loves the triple triangles. Sure, they always have. They always will. Yeah. They don't give a shit what Massey does in North America. I have seen that in writing. From an Agco man. Right. Yeah. The, uh, well, that's the same way, too. Like, that's why they tried so hard with the yellow, because that was that color of yellow that everybody drooled over. Yeah. 65A, oh, 55, 45, yeah. 35, 95E. Yeah. 
Oh, she's a rat. I want one of them cats. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that used to piss me off. Guys say that. I'd be like, you know what's cat about that? The paint. And now it's not even cat. It's like darker than that. Right. It's. It's. it's uh, it, yeah. I will say no more. But that was. The but thing. I. They are doing themselves the best possible thing they could do by grabbing that flint, fent flag and raising that baby way high and proud. Sure. Yeah. Because that that. The one thing Agco did do, like you said, you know, they grew through acquisition, right? Grow through acquisition, and they. I think of that every time I see their name, and those are your words in my ears. It it worked for them. Um, they did they did get a, a presence, and they did take off and run a little bit, and they've made some things. But what they've done is they have now positioned themselves. It was all because of farmhand, though. <laughs> When they bought farmhand, that's when they really took it. Is that it? Yes. I think, I think it was probably something. The one thing I am surprised about, though, is that they never made the full transition to Massey. Right. Yeah. I We had heard that for like 10 years. Yeah. Never did happen. Yeah. They tried. Kind of flirted with it, maybe, but yeah. I don't know. It was it was a different, a different scenario that I would have figured that that's the path they would have went down, but... For all everything that we're seeing now, Fent is is what they're doing, right. and the Fent the Fent line in Europe, especially, is a very popular line of tractors. Oh yeah, that's green and yellow over there. So that's a long ways off from grain carts. It is, but but we did talk about grain carts. We did we did talk about grain carts. We had a we had a slight mention, slight mention, and we talked about sport equipment. We did, did we not? We did. We talked about seed tenders. We talked about trucks. Yeah. Yep, but Augers. You caught me on a conspiracy theory and I can't help myself but exactly. but jump down that rabbit hole. Here we go. You know? And I can't find a rabbit hole deep enough. I think Patrick Gotch needs us. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. <clears throat> something like that. All right. Where's the best place to get a hold of you at Aaron if they want to talk to you about what's going on in the equipment place? Well, my telephone. That's good. 308-760-1193. Text or call. And uh, I am, when we have inventory, when supplies are not backed up in the god-awful shortage word that I swore not to say today, I am pretty active on the Twitterverse, throwing some deals out there, and reach out to me there, man. We have all typically have all kinds of stuff that I don't have listed on there. Maybe you need a six-foot box blade. That I do have. Well, I am Casey Seymour, and you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also go to movingironllc.com, and you can find all the things that are related to Moving Iron. There's podcast blogs, whatever. It's all there. You also can shoot me an email at movingironpodcast at movingironpodcast.com, and uh, I will absolutely respond to that. So with that, I am Casey Seymour with Aaron Fennell. Let's go with some folks. Thanks, Casey and Aaron, and thanks to Volvo Penta for sponsoring this podcast. We've got even more used equipment remarketing resources that we're sending your way. In addition to this podcast, we're also tapping into Casey's expertise across all our informational channels. Find more from him in the print magazine and on farm-equipment.com slash expert. And you can keep up on the latest industry news by registering online to receive our free newsletters. Visit www.farm-equipment.com. For Casey and Aaron, as well as our entire staff here at Farm Equipment, I'm Kim Schmidt. Thanks for listening.